let the Eurovision Song Contest begin! Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome back to the Do's Poir. Well, I was going to say Do's Poir podcast, Do's News, but it's kind of both this week. We're simulcasting this podcast across both of our shows just to make sure everyone hears what we thought about Eurovision 2021 because it's over. It's done. It is finished for the year. We have run out of Eurovision. My name is Jack. Here is Liz. How you doing, oh, Liz? Oh, good morning, Europe. And let me say, Eurovision is not over. We have begun. This is day three of the countdown to Eurovision 2022. And I personally cannot wait. Woo! All right, here's a, here's a challenge. Yes. Just randomly pick a country. Mm. And if you pick the winner of 2021, uh-huh. I owe you 100 bucks. 2022, sorry. 2022. If you can randomly now pick any country in Europe. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, Italy. Italy. <laughs> who, who, yeah, exactly. Who do you pick to win next year? Just off of no information right now. Oh, 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 um, uh, 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 Bulgaria. Hey, I was going to say Belgium. So we're back in the bees. Okay. I love that. Where do we start with this? This episode is so unstructured. It is just you and me going through everything that went down at Eurovision. <gasps> Where we should start is the winners of Eurovision 2021, Monishkin from Italy with Zitti Ibuoni. Oh, my Lord. Well, I I was saying it. I said that, you know, after all this time missing out for two years of all of us being locked down and everything, you know, just all the crap and the bullshit that we've had to endure just as a human race, I called it, you know, the winner this year was going to be something fun and just woo! And it was just going to be all of us breaking free. And oh my lord, did Italy take us there? Oh, I love this song so much. Never has this song made me want to put on faux leather, like rubber bank, overthrow the government, bathe in the blood of my <laughs> enemies, and have sexy sex with the entire band. Oh my god, I had no idea. Hard Italian could be so sexy what about you well they they were the odds on favorite coming out of rehearsals so it's not a huge surprise that way however we do have to talk about how intense that voting period was at the end of the show it was insane just when Mm -hmm. i was sitting there on the couch going once switzerland and france ended up at one and two and Uh malta in number three italy all the way back at number four i said to everyone sitting there that's it. Ukraine are out. Italy are out. It's France or Switzerland. Who's going to win? Yeah. What a massive result from the televote, just pushing Italy so far in front by yeah. such a lead. Yeah. Um, and Ukraine coming second in the televote. There's so much to unpack. You're right. It is a great performance. It yeah. Is absolutely phenomenal rock performance. It fits into Eurovision because there's a there is a there's always been like you said. There's always been a rock element at yeah. the Eurovision Song Contest. Um, and that came through. The people wanted it. The juries seemed to be okay with it, but 
it wasn't their favorite. Um, but it's won, and it's won by 25 points yeah. over France in second place, Switzerland in third place, Iceland in fourth, Ukraine in fifth. Yeah. Well, I think I think what Italy really did was, I mean, we've seen other rock performances. And, of course, oh, Finland. I really loved their sort of Linkin Park impersonation this year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that got me up and bopping. Um, but can I say um, – Sometimes when we've had rock performances, they don't bring the drama. And like we've said, you can't just stand there and play your guitar as you would as a pub. You have to bring all of the drama. And Italy brung the drama. They brought the soap opera to a rock performance. And my God, did I mention how sexy it was? You know, it, it goes to prove that you can do a hell of a lot in five years because they formed as a band in 2016 in high school. Oh, wow. Now, to me, mm. Mons winning Eurovision in 2015 was like 20 minutes ago. They This band is younger than that victory at Eurovision, which blows my mind because <laughs> what have I done in five years? They formed in 2016 mm. and now five years later they are the Eurovision champions. How... Phenomenal for them. Phenomenal for Italy, their third ever win mm. at the contest. Mm. Um, and just, yeah, I think it was a good winner. I'm One I'm content with. I was worried there's another song that I really did not want to win mm-hmm. and it puts me very much in direct opposition to most of the Eurovision superfans. Oh, well, I think well, you know just which come one out it is. Say it. No, just come out and say it. I'm I'm thrilled Ukraine did not win Eurovision <laughs> because I could and I thought the performance was amazing and oh, the amazing song is performance. growing on me. Yeah, but Katarina's voice is is not it, it grates me a little bit the mm. way she sings and it's it's not a great song for me. So I was really happy to see something that I thought deserved win it more than something that would have annoyed me for the next ten years winning it. You know why I think this one really like got up. Um, and I mean, like you tried, I mean, the stage production that they did with this, like off yeah. the chart. Second in the televote, by the way. Off Fifth the overall. chart. Yeah, absolutely. Like what, what they did with this, because this is a very interesting, difficult, challenging song to stage um, and make it appeal to all generations. I think they did that very yeah. well. Um, uh, a lot of symbolism in it. You know what? Because I... Honestly, I think this was the only song in the whole of Eurovision this year that had like a traditional um, rooted feel to it. Nothing else, nothing else at Eurovision. There was no sort of organic, natural throwback. Everything else was quite, well, (laughs) it was either modern or it was in the 80s. Let's be honest, the yes. 80s made such a comeback at this. Um, Eurovision 2021 or 1981, I wasn't sure at one stage. Um, some other things I really want to talk about. Malta, the big favourite for months. She finished seventh mm-hmm. behind even Finland. I don't think anyone saw Finland ending up that high. Fan favourite, uh, emotional, sentimental favourite, Dadi coming fourth, which is pretty good considering they went into quarantine, weren't allowed to perform for the semifinal or the final. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the top three favourites going in ended up winning. So mm-hmm. Italy, France, Switzerland. Russia, I thought, was really, really entertaining with her dress on wheels. I thought oh, that was yeah. phenomenal phenomenal yeah uh, i was so hooked on it i i think like i oh my god i love that song like that song makes me want to start a revolution um the yeah. feminist in me makes me want to just set my like vagina on fire um 
I like I absolutely love it. I think I can see why um again it would have been very polarizing like you know, for all the misogynists out there um, yes. who would have been like, I will take votes off it. I will find a way to take votes off it. <laughs> I will unvote for it. I will <laughs> negative vote for it. But I, I'm so glad that, you know, it did get some votes. I, I wish it would have got higher, but, you know. Agreed, agreed. Another your absolute favourite. Let's talk about that. Finishing eighth, Discotech by The Roop. I know. I am... I am disappointed that it came so low, although to be honest, I mean, it got killed by the jury. That doesn't shock me at all because the Roop and its song and its performance is, I think, what juries have nightmares about. Um, Yes, definitely. (laughs) But, oh, my God, I love it. Like, I was Kermit Frog dancing all long weekend and I I love it. Like, the the, the Roop is still my heart favourites. They have my heart. All right, let's keep going down this results list. Portugal unexpectedly coming 12th in the final, which is pretty good for them. There was an uproar in Portugal about them sending a song in English, entirely in English for the first remind, time ever. Remind the people about Portugal. Give them a little bit of the Portugal song. was the pretty standard love is on my side kind of uh, folky, acoustic-y kind of love rock song. I don't really <laughs> know what it was. Before we skip to that, with that song, okay, um, he was saying that he wrote that song after meeting um, a lady in Amsterdam who was on Hard Times, and it was the way they were describing it is the most fanciest way I've ever heard anyone say I was in Amsterdam and I got a hooker. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't interpret it that way. I mean, I'm classy. You're from Broken Hill. There is that. no other way to <laughs> interpret I met a lady who was on Hard Times in homeless. Amsterdam. You she know, been homeless. She could have been a lot lost of her a job. lot of people working as prostitutes are homeless. All That's right. well, we'll go with that. Prostitution. I want to keep rolling on here. Moldova, a very divisive entry from Natalie Gordienko. No one thought. Either people either loved it or hated it. In the end, it finished thirteenth in the final, which I thought was deserved for a drunk aunt at karaoke. Give him a bit of the song, Jack. You can't just announce oh, the songs without give giving me some. Sugar, you know, it was your drunk aunt at karaoke. Obviously, this one's an upset right here. Sweden finishing 14th, first time outside the top 10 in almost a decade. Nobody who saw the performance was shocked by that. The televoters liked Sweden more than the juries yeah. this year. When did that ever happen? Yeah, this year. Um, <laughs> like we said, it even when they were picking, you know, the songs, you're like, oh, you know, yeah, that's nice. Like, you know, it'll get you through, but it's not going to get the job done. Um, going back to Moldova, we need to we need to note she is now. Did she get it? Did she reach? the Guinness uh, records at Eurovision. She set the record for longest note ever sung at the Eurovision Song Contest, 17 seconds long. Um, if you saw the performance, you'll remember it right at the end there. It was pretty good. i got to say I was impressed. Uh, my favourite bit was when she finished the 17 seconds and then there's that <gasps> desperate yeah. gasp for oxygen <laughs> from her. They wheel in an oxygen tank, just shove it straight into <gasps> her mouth like that. Yeah. 
Um, Just really, really quickly beyond that, mm. um, big favourite San Marino finishing 22nd in the final despite the appearance of Flowrider. Very low for San Marino, I think. And it was it happened. You asked me every week leading up to it. Flowrider made it. Oh, my God. I know. That was, that was worth everything right there in that moment. <laughs> Um, oh God, I, I knew with every fiber of my being that the jury was going to hate Flow Rider with an unyielding passion. Um, not surprised that they the jury did everything but spit on them. Um, <laughs> oh my God, Flow Rider was everything I imagined Flow Rider to be. When they got through for the first night from the semifinal, I love it. The first thing he did was like FaceTimed, like <laughs> selfie, like. <laughs> He's a professional. He knows what he's doing. Performing in jorts, I believe he was. Performing ah. in jorts. <laughs> you know what? That might be where the jury fell apart. If anybody else had done that, I would be all over them in, criticize, in criticizing them. But because it's Flowrider, you're like, what else would Flowrider be wearing? Absolutely. I totally agree. Now, here's the last thing. Four countries getting null poire from the televote. The Netherlands, ah. Spain, Germany, and the UK. We'll talk about all of those a little bit, but the first thing to notice is when they converted over to the new system, to the jury uh-huh. televote split, which I, I love this system. I think it's so Hate. entertaining to watch Hate. it. No, Hate. I think it's it makes the voting so much more exciting. Anyway... They said it was almost statistically impossible for anyone under this system to get a zero at the end of both systems. Ah! It has happened to the United Kingdom, Uh who got zero from the jury and zero from the televoters. Even Jendrick from Germany with his middle finger costume ukulele song, (laughs) which, by the way, I thought was going to do fairly well in the televote, got null, but they got three points from the juries. The UK... Their second ever null poire. Yeah. Do they now leave? Oh, no. Like, because you don't understand the British people at all. The British people will instead keep enduring and just simply grow more and more bitter with each passing <laughs> year as they continue null poire upon null poire, but null poire, but they shall never give in, never surrender. <laughs> rule Britannia. Britannia rules the null poire. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is quite interesting. So it was three of the it was three of the big five and uh-huh. then host the Netherlands. Yep. With the other two members of that big six group uh-huh. this year, first and second. So there's big dichotomy. I think the UK it was a fun song when you hear it oh. before the contest. It's a fine song. It would be oh. a radio-friendly song. Oh. The performance with the giant trumpets oh. and that horrible jacket, it just <gasps> missed what Eurovision has become. It was a very yeah. much a mid-2000s televote era Latvia winning the contest. <laughs> version of a Eurovision entry. I don't think the UK or the BBC or whoever is putting this together has really moved with Eurovision. I think they're very set in a way of what Eurovision is Mm. and they haven't quite grown with it. Yeah. um, The other thing is let's take a very large out-of-shape man under a lot of lights and put him in as many layers as humanly possible so he can do nothing. Um but sweat his entire life force out (laughs) live 
on stage because doesn't the world love a sweater? It's a uh, it's a sexy sexy look on the it's stage. It's a tradition. It's a tradition. Yeah. Um, also, oh my god, I didn't realize that the UK this year was being sponsored by Zips. I know those Zips were wild. Surely, surely at some point after two last finishes in a row, the UK have to really rethink how they do Eurovision. And if they sit down and they think about it, the UK could win Eurovision. No, because that's not what Britain does. Britain carries on (laughs) being Britain regardless. In in the year 3021, we will still be seeing the same big trumpet zippeted performance from England. Because that's England. Okay, that's the United Kingdom, all right? That's that's what they do. Bless them. That's that's why we love them. That's, you know, that's why you want England in the trenches fighting on your side um, <laughs> because they're determined and they will never give up. They will never surrender. They know their shit, but they'll keep going anyway. Yes, I totally agree with you. I think it was just fabulous Eurovision this year. It was so good to have it back. It was so nice to just have Eurovision occurring mm-hmm. again and it makes me really happy and it's been good it's been oh good. my lord can i say so a bit of a backstory we watched the first semi-final you know we had everything shut up of course we you know um i uh, went to bob the party planner that's right and, yes and she organizes we have the same routine every year we make buckets of shots and then you know every time there is a wind machine take a shot pyrotechnics take a shot someone says love take a shot someone's in white take a shot costume shine white what i'm not saying i got drunk and then after the performance we stay up watching all of our favorite previous performances okay i'm not saying i got drunk but (laughs) (laughs) but somewhere in the wee hours where i had somehow made it to bed with only one sock of course. Um, <laughs> I got up to use her bathroom facilities on the on the second floor. Um, yes. Going into the bathroom, the momentum of opening the door, just a little bit for me to squeeze through, just, just opening the door was apparently such a momentum that I almost fell in her bathtub. <laughs> and then leaving the bathroom... The process of then pulling the door closed behind me. Just a very thin inside door. The momentum of pulling that door closed then sent me on a trajectory where I was three millimetres away from falling down the flight of stairs. Oh, this Zoom call would have taken place in the Royal Adelaide Hospital, honestly. (laughs) You'd be like in a full body cast and I'd just be like, so how are you, Liz? And you'd be like... I know. And I'd be like, oh, that's right, Iceland didn't win, you're correct. Well <laughs> Bob would have just stuck a, like a straw in through the cast and yeah. poured my shots down. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was amazing to have Eurovision back. It's just a shame I think we might have fallen out of practice in this two. I years. think you've definitely fallen out of practice, but you've got Another year to prepare. We don't have to wait two years this time. By this time next year, almost everyone should have the vaccination. Um, And it looks like we're going to, well, 
I don't know specifically, but... In Italy? The, oh! Well, Italy, that's right. They're saying either Milan, Napoli, mm-hmm. Rome, or maybe even San Remo or Turin, which would be Ooh. interesting. Well, actually, the other thing that we've got to talk about is what this year has opened up. Um, this right. year has opened up the possibility of the of the uh, recorded performance. Um, now, there are countries who have identified this even post-COVID moving on, that this could be a viable option for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, it would have huge environmental benefits of, you know, artists and crews not having to go around the world. Um, but it also could have huge monetary benefits not just for the host countries but for participating countries who obviously those who don't have the money you know to send a team overseas put them up for two weeks or the accommodation blah 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 uh, if they can save all that money and just send a recorded performance then maybe that opens that up again to some of the smaller countries um, competing in Eurovision what do you think do you think this is a good idea I I will always prefer Eurovision to be live, like in the arena on the stage. I'm mm-hmm. totally okay with the fact that um that it is a possibility. Like, mm-hmm. yes, keep it in the back burner if you need to. I think San Marino will have to do it virtually for the next ten years, trying to pay off Flowrider's Flow Rider, fees. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it's I think it's a very 2021, very COVID era. Mm. result to have had i think the world has changed eurovision has to change with it post covid so it's going to be interesting in the future yeah well i mean the thing i mean the good thing about this crisis even though employers don't want to admit it we can all do our jobs from home mostly um you know so (laughs) why does that you know also include eurovision performers um and i mean it's one of those things like it's not giving you a benefit to not come to the Eurovision stage, but say if it means the difference between Luxembourg returning or not, um, you know, if it's Greece competing or not, I would much rather have them on the stage. But as Dardy showed, um, you know, you still can be really successful um, with a recorded performance. Speaking of Dardy, I'm Mm -hmm. absolutely convinced there is a win at Eurovision in his future. I think he takes some time, thinks about it. That man will be carrying Iceland to their first ever win. Maybe next year, maybe the year after, maybe 10 years down the track. Maybe, you know, they Mm. have a second baby on the way now, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, And their first baby gave us think about things. So what will the second deliver? (gasps) Yes. Well, it's very exciting time. So that is literally i think all we have to talk about oh hang on no 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 there's a couple of very important things we have to talk about oh tell me more i can't believe you're not acknowledging it jack no i'm not going to talk about it this was the first year no i don't want to talk about it this was the first year that i elizabeth allen Oh. Co-host of the Do's Bar podcast. And Do's News. Performed at Eurovision. Did you? 
Daddy has released, if you remember, some time ago, we put out a call. Daddy was putting out a call. He wanted people to um, send in recordings of a particular uh, bit of his song, a particular verse that he was going to record to put in to create the, the chorus that comes in for his song. Daddy has just released a list of all the people that have made it Onto the performance. So, voice is part of the choir for the performance. <laughs> You're looking at yours truly. Congratulations. Wow. Congratulations on your fourth place finish at the Eurovision Song Contest, Liz. That is Bucket list, baby. Work. I am putting it on my resume. Don't think for a moment that I won't be putting it on my resume. I'm going to get shirts printed. I came forth at Eurovision. <laughs> that would explain why he didn't win the jury, to be honest. But um, <laughs> honestly, I thought you were going to talk about the fact that for the first time ever, Australia did not make the final, but I don't want to talk about that. That was too obvious. Yeah, um, we, we called that we months called ago. That. Well, you've kind of called everything. You said people yeah. will vote for rock at the Eurovision yep. Song Contest. The UK will finish last, as yep. per always, and that there is a good shot that Dottie had to win it. There was a good shot for Lithuania. You are the oracle of Eurovision. Well, you know, what can I say? You know, having, you know, been a performer at Eurovision, (laughs) you know, I kind of, I have an understanding, you know, other people just don't, just don't get. It's a Um, wild thing to have accomplished. No one, well, there's a list of people, but no one other than that list of people can say they were backup singers. At the Eurovision Song Contest. Talk about bucket list. Oh, I she's know. she's done with this podcast. She's off to bigger and better things. <laughs> she's just, ah. I'm going to be co-hosting alone. Oop, I just heard everyone turn off the podcast permanently. Um, I'm really <laughs> sorry. We'll try to keep her. Oh, and the other thing, okay, yes. for the do's news component are, <gasps> are we going to talk about the Controversy. Controversy, controversy, controversy. Let's finish off with the controversy because, of course, when Italy were getting their points just before they won, um, Damiano, their lead singer, leaned forward to their table and everyone thought he was snorting coke. Turns out, they vehemently denied it, by the way, turns out he was not snorting coke. They did a test just to prove it. Now, I want to know with this, uh, do you think the EBU would have been like, um, at least it's qualified, France wins Eurovision. Do you think they would have done that if he had tested positive for cocaine? Oh, surely it would be a case of they would just slap a ridiculously huge fine. Yeah, they're not going to take someone's them. victory away the day after. Um, and because the other thing is, because I know, I mean, I've been, I've been seeing it like all over, um, you know, Instagram. All these people going, it's outrageous. We, they should be kicked out. They should be banned. Take their victory, you know, away from them. You know what? Oh my god! You know what? It's rock and roll, baby. It's rock and roll. This is literally what built this industry was cocaine. All right. And let's be honest. You know what? Drugs. Don't help your performance. The fact that (laughs) even if they weren't, they say they're not, so I'm going to believe them they weren't. If somebody could be on drugs and win Eurovision, imagine what it would have been like if they were stone cold sober. I know. 
I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Vicky Leandros was. 10 drinks deep when she won the Eurovision Song Contest that yeah. year. Après toi, then oh. she fell over. I don't know if yeah. you've watched the same video as me, but I'm pretty sure Vicky Leandro, ABBA, ABBA, they were on MDMA the whole time. Don't. Oh, yeah, don't, you know, they don't. did that and then they went out and they fought some homeless people. Like, yeah, they were crazy. <laughs> it's rock and roll, baby. Like, Liz Asia, first ever winner, did it on LSD. These are all Woo! facts if you don't follow up on them. The, uh, uh, we... <laughs> We don't stand by any of these. Please no. don't sue us. For this legal all... purposes, we do None not believe happened. that Le- Vicky Leandros, ABBA, or Liz Asia, may she rest in peace, were doing drugs at the Eurovision Song Or Contest. that they fought homeless people. Oh, my Lord, there's one more thing we have to talk about. Okay? We can't, we can't move away from Eurovision 2021. Okay? Switzerland. Okay? Switzerland. With, of course, the... That one, that, that one. one, that one, that one. I actually like the song. I actually, I, yeah, me too. I like the song. It sounds a lot like arcade, though. Yeah, it, you know, it was never going to anyway. be. It was never going to be a winner. Can we talk about his decision to wear his mother's blouse? Oh my god, with those pants and, as well. And oh. oh my god, okay. Have you have you ever watched the TV show The IT Crowd? Yes, of course I have. Okay. Do you remember the episode where Morris doesn't have any confidence until he starts wearing women's slacks? Vaguely. That sounds very familiar to me, yes. I'm going to put up a copy of Morris (laughs) in women's slacks and Switzerland 2021. See if you can tell the difference. And tell me that's not Morris from the (laughs) IT crowd performing in women's slacks. He just, I don't, I don't. I don't. That's why no, no, you're not going to get like crowd votes with, with that outfit. I thought he was in with a shot until I saw his outfit. So I think I'm, yeah. I'm with you a hundred percent, but it yeah. has just been, you know what? Who cares what anyone wears? Who cares what anyone thinks? Eurovision was back. I care. And for that moment, it was just magical. The hosts were nowhere near as good as Petra and Mons. I was hoping Sweden yeah. would win just to get them back. But here we are. And Eurovision is over. Oh, my God. On a side note, we have to say it if nobody has said it. Oh, my God. How how big is Nikki? Is that woman nine feet tall? Is she nine feet tall? Oh, she's what, six foot something or other for sure. Are the rest of them four foot or something? Because she <laughs> came out and I was just like, my God, she's magnificent. Like Nikki, Nikki is five foot five, and the rest are jockeys, and that's where the height <laughs> difference came in. Love with Smurfs. Oh, yeah, my <laughs> lord, she looked amazing. It was just, it was an amazing week. It was an amazing weekend for us. I cannot wait for next year's Eurovision. I really can't. I'm so glad it's back. I know. I I didn't realize. I mean, I knew that I missed it, but I don't think I realized just how much I missed it. Until yeah. it was back in my sweet loving arms again. <laughs> that and, is beautiful. And I'm like, oh my god, you're home. And why are you wearing ladies slacks? <laughs> oh, it's been a wild ride, but that is, I think, where we're gonna end it tonight. So if you want to talk any more about Eurovision <laughs> with us, message us on Instagram. We're always there. I feel like I've tried to end this like twelve times and Liz has always found something else. I know! How 
are you rushing off to Eurovision 2022? Where yes. have we got to go? We've got, I've got people to see and things to do. No, I'm a busy don't. boy. No, I'm going to go play don't. Red Dead Redemption. I'm very tired. So on that note, <laughs> thank you so much for having joined us. Hey, if you are listening to this show through Do's News, this is the last episode of Do's News for 2021, which is sad, but one, I'm exhausted doing it, and two, there's no news to talk about. So, (laughs) you know, we'll bring it back. If you're listening, though, on Do's Poir Podcast, we will be back this coming Friday with another episode in our Eurovision Forever series. We are up to the last episode of Luxembourg. I'm really glad we saved Malta until the week after Eurovision because <laughs> it could have all changed. We could have recorded last week and be like, Malta have never won the Eurovision Song Contest and blah, 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 blah. And then if they'd won, we would have looked like dumb idiots so thank you destiny for not doing well enough to win the eurovision song Contest. i would have been confident recording and saying they've never won to be honest yes exactly if you do right. go back and listen to our italian episode um mm. add one victory to the rest of them because we obviously only go up to 2019 with mm-hmm. that series mm-hmm. anything you want to go out with liz Oh, my God. I want to go out with every band member of Italy's <laughs> winning team. God, what a bunch of sexy bitches. Oh, my God. Other Woo! than that, thank you for joining us through this amazing year leading up to Eurovision in the Netherlands. Join us for yet one more year as we strive through all the songs that have ever been and come across at the end of this year, songs that will be at 2022. Lizzie, shall we sing him out? With what? I don't know the words to the winner. I, d- I don't know one bit of the lyrics anyway, but... Um, In a hunt in the heart Then I don't want to know now That's me snorting <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the lyrics? <laughs>